Welcome back to DM Nastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and with me today I have an amazing guest who I know all too well, and I'll let you figure out what that might mean. But who's here with me? <laughs> it's Rich Howard. What's up, DM Nothing. Neil? Yeah, I know. We work on so many other things together that it is weird how long it's been since we've done this. I know, it has been a little weird, right? You are you are literally yeah. my producer now. It is true, and you were my first guest ever on DMnastics. Bum, so, bum. for this one, though, we are going to tie back to episode number 106, Hooked on Psionics, which, hey, surprise, you were the guest for. No, I love that episode. That's kind of how I do things, is I invite the guests back. <laughs> and for this, we are going to tie back to DMnastics number 88, It's So Mind-Numbing. Ah, uh, the best. So, for this one, it was pretty straightforward. I kind of just went back into the Wikipedias and pulled all of the 3.5, or rather, the big 3.5 psionic classes. The Psychic Warrior, the Soul Knife, the Wilder, the Ardent, the Divine Mind, the Erudite, and the Lurk. And essentially threw it out to the DMs to say, how would you take these and put them into the addition of your choice. So, as we're going to do, Rich, I think you have one from the forums you wanted to highlight. Yeah, I do. So, uh, a few people uh, came up with some pretty interesting ideas, but the one that I liked the most was the Soul Knife version, which uh, was written by a DM Genesis Sect. Yep. I think I pronounced That'll that right. It. Genesis Sect. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting soul knife variant, which is basically a, an archetype of a monk, which I thought was cool because it gives you the option of using key points for doing some boosts uh, of various things. And then they have at six level, there's an ability to shape your blade. So different kinds of psychic weapons, a uh, chain, a glaive, an axe, an arrow. So the weapon damage is the same. They just have different basically special effects for the most part on those, which is very cool. So I thought that was a really great take. And then you have one too, don't you? Do you have a favorite? I do. And it is from Just Dave. Just Dave. I don't know. I got distracted by their avatar because it's just like a very simply drawn garbage <laughs> can saying, I'm full of garbage. Uh, and I have no idea what that means, but it just really makes me happy. So thank you, Just Dave, for that and this. Just Dave took the Psychic Warrior and... While they had never done class design before, I really like the approach. I think it's a way that Rich and I have already discussed is a good approach for bringing these into 5th edition would be an archetype to a class. And so he did that approach, saying that the Psychic Warrior would be an archetype for the fighter. And the piece that really stood out to me that I really liked was the 20th level ability, Realized Potential, turning any normal attack from a weapon that they would wield in their hands into a like mental weapon attack. So even the physical damage, they have the ability to turn into psychic damage, which is really cool nice. because of that. The ability that you, I mean, at that level, then you're talking about damage reduction, this, that, and the other, but now everything that they do is psychic, which I think is just super cool. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fantastic. Um, and I really do think that the best way, like you were saying, the best way to incorporate these previous editions into modern editions, instead of having to build out an entire 20-level class for yourself, 
to get that flavor is just the re reflavoring of uh, classes that already exist, which is what I have done with a few things already myself. Which, and we're going to start tackling some more of them by lifting the mental weights right now. <laughs> lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Lift these weights. Oh, <laughs> lift, lift, lift. Love you, Morgan. All right. So Rich has already done some of the, the groundwork for this discussion because you mentioned off air that you had actually already created a psychic warrior that kind of played off of the Eldritch Knight from 5th edition. Yeah. You can actually hear this version in action anyway, like a 4th or 5th level version of it. By the time this airs, you can also link over to uh, the podcast, the DSPN, I think it's DSPN Presents podcast, which is from the Don't Split the Podcast Network podcast group. They uh, have a new actual play series that they're going to be running, and it starts with an aquatic game that I ran for them. So it's a 5th edition game, 5th level characters, 4th level characters, trying to remember even the (laughs) pregens. Adventure that I ran that has a ROM from God's Fall and a group of very cool people, Darcy Ross as well, and uh, James and Tricasso. Uh, in this game, you can go over and listen, and uh, one of the characters was playing a psychic warrior that I had put together, because in my aquatic games, their uh, magic with finger waggling and verbal components and stuff are not really a thing. It's about as rare underwater as psychic powers are on the surface. So I created the psychic warrior based on the arcane knight. I gave, basically they get a cantrip, you get mage hand right off the bat. You get two extra cantrips from a list. I put a list together, created a few new ones like um, mind blast, telekinetic grapple, telekinetic strike, telekinetic volley. And they're all basic, uh, just variants on the similar mechanics that you have for uh, cantrips. So, for example, telekinetic strike, it's a uh, psychic or magic attack roll. It's a D8 force damage and pushes the target 10 feet and levels up. Right, pretty straightforward. Mind Blast is a wisdom saving throw, does a D8 psychic damage, and target can't take reactions till the beginning of the next turn, that kind of thing. So um, pretty straightforward on the cantrips. And then the rest of it is just basically just like uh, the Eldritch Knight. But instead of grouping, saying that they're limited in what schools of powers they have, I just created a spell list for them. So you can pick and choose which ones that they use. Their weapon bond power is the same. The, the war magic, I called it psychic combat, it's the same. But when you get to 10th level, I change some things around. They have enhanced focus, which means that they can use a bonus action to concentrate on a second spell during a round, so they can have two spells they're concentrating on at a time. At 15th level, they have blurring speed. Whenever you take an action surge, attacks made against you until the end of your next turn are made at disadvantage uh, because you just move at superhuman speed, that kind of thing. And then the Psychic Warrior powers, I was able to just pick and choose the spells that I wanted. And then because things are psychic... I have them just so it doesn't have too much of a mechanic that's different. They don't require material components unless the cost of components greater than one gold piece, that kind of stuff. If you want, which I would, I basically would house rule in my game, just verbal and somatic components, they don't come into play that much. If, they, if they're heavily focused in your game and it's definitely a balancer, it's a game changer for you to remove the verbal and somatic components for your game, then keep them in. That's fine. It keeps them balanced if they're required for the, you know, the regular spell. But if not, just don't worry about it. It's a psychic power. Make it look really cool. You know, Make it have some kind of visual effect that you know, makes it a bit of a disadvantage to use, something like that, and that works out great. So you can hear it in action. 
Yes. Can they go, wait, can they go see it somewhere too? What about the archetype though? Did you post it on Tribality or anywhere or no? Oh, no, I have not actually posted this anywhere yet. So the plan is to collect, (laughs) sorry, to to collect a bunch of these things together uh, and to uh, post them up through Tribality Publishing, which I have published a few things through. The next thing up with them is going to be actual uh, aquatic races, aquatic race collection. But we've been trying to figure out how to get the presentation right because so far they've just done classes and that kind of thing. And they use a art style that involves photographs and things, which is a little harder to do with races. So we're going to have to figure something out with that. But uh, other than that. Awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. So the other one I thought about that would be really interesting to kick around ideas on was the divine mind. Mm. So I'll read the description to kind of give us a little bit of a primer. The divine mind is a character who chooses to serve a deity using psionic powers. They are thus somewhat similar to clerics, and like clerics, they may choose mantles a deity represents similar to domains. They may also exude attack, defense, or perception auras to grant bonuses to nearby allies. Mm. Yeah, well, the first thing I think of is if you're going to do a divine mind is, I mean, just create a domain that in, that involves whatever it is that you want or you can simply just reflavor what you've got so say a knowledge domain cleric right if that's what you kind of want to focus on reflavor the powers and abilities and what they can do tapping into a divine source of psychic power I, a lot of that's the simplest way to do it just because you're just reflavoring some things right yeah or you can create a domain that incorporates the things that you want to see they give it a new flavor. What What were you thinking? Well, I think it'd be really interesting too if, and this is always the chicken egg scenario I kind of find with players in choosing cleric. It's like, did they choose cleric and now they're finding their deity or did they know about a deity and now they chose cleric? Um, mm. I feel like that can temper how you approach this. If, if they've chosen a deity, then you can also use that deity as the model by which you create this domain and these powers. Mm. Because that's going to drastically change what you think, what abilities or motivations you think this player should have. You know, because yeah. if it's a deity who focuses on war, then that aura where they exude you know, in a bo- an attack bonus or advantage just by being in the aura for a certain amount of time, like that makes sense. But the flip side could be one that's all based on protection. So mm-hmm. then you go the defense route. And so I think that's a really interesting way to... I would almost want to see what my player wanted as a deity before making this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, why would a certain deity, uh, an already established deity that's got clerics and paladins, why would they need someone like a divine mind? So would it be a whole new deity that is focused on psionic powers of some sort? Or, But I hate limiting that. I mean, there's just as, many, yeah. just as much variety that you can put, you just, instead of just having a god of psionics, you can still have a god of knowledge and a god of healing and a god of whatnot. But maybe they're, I don't know, maybe things are twisted up. Maybe it's a world like, you know, that has uh, gods of the Aboleth or gods of the Mind Flayers or, you know, something like that, where they have divine and psychic energy they're dealing with at the same time. Yeah, and I would definitely want to steer towards, I mean, if you're going to do Cleric, I would definitely want to steer towards very set power, very set powers that you're giving because the cleric already has such a robust spell list that they're going to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Incorporating a, 
incorporating a second one or trying to merge two that's really customized, I think would just really get you off into the weeds. So I think yep. like just doing like this is the powers and maybe you have a couple powers they can choose from, but definitely something very uh, finite, whereas the spell list that they have is more infinite. Yeah, absolutely. Those domain powers should be something that adds to the flavor of what it is that you're doing. Really solid flavor, right? The cleric is the cleric is the cleric, like you're saying. You know, but but the kind of uh, impression you want to give with these psychic powers and why, look looking at the motivation behind why this deity accepts people with those psychic powers, really can feed into how you're making that class. Cool. So we've got that. Now the one that I absolutely want to hear your ideas on. We're also going to toss out the lurk. And mm. Lurks are similar to rogues who call upon psionic powers to aid them. They may perceive the weakness of enemies and make sneak attacks, as well as use psionic augments to their abilities. Well, so the first thing off the top of my head is just taking a look at the, you know, when there's, since there's already partial spellcasting class variants on rogues, it's the easiest way mm -hmm. to use it as a template, right? So you've already got your sneak attacks and you've got all the basic abilities of your rogue, but what is it you're trying to get out of it? right? You could already say that an arcane trickster is psionically oriented, right? They've got yep. mage hand, they've got illusions, they've got all of these things, and you could say that you could easily just play it as it is and change things around a bit, right? Change the flavor of what you're doing. But if there's something specific that you want to do, like, well, let's think about this. What? Why would a lurk be different than an arcane trickster? So Range they have... That's my yeah. number one. Yeah, where essentially you could do it. At, you could do it at ten feet instead of five. I mean, what do you? I mean, the flip side, of course, is what do you give up um, to make that happen? But like, that's kind of the number one for me is like, instead of having that five foot, five foot, you're ten feet, ten feet, and mm -hmm. you can just like stab mm -hmm. and then fade back in. Right. Well, they say here that using psionics to augment their other abilities, depending on how you want to interpret that, right? You may want to have give them a personalized spell list of some sort that might include things like jump or spider climb or things like that that augment their physical abilities. I mean, it's very easy to say, like, you have access to these schools of spells, go to town. But if you're trying to get a specific feel for your campaign or for a particular type of, I don't know, unique thieves guild of some sort or whatnot, or guild of psionic lurks, then you can really personalize that spell list and decide what works well for this group no matter what, you know quote-unquote school it happens to be a part of especially because of how like i feel like you could be very one-off in you know depending on how you want to approach the character or npc i mean but again i feel like this is enough work that you would want it to be one of your player characters but they could be wholly original and unique in your world because they're the only rogue that chose to invest that time and find this forbidden untapped knowledge that is mm -hmm. psionics and now they are the first lurk in the entire world yeah that's always a cool thing. Uh, uh, uncovering ancient... So if, you, if you've got a, a rogue, since you're not picking a, an archetype until you get to higher levels, right? So you, the first level or two, you're, just, you're a rogue doing your thing, and you have tried to... You, know, you, you went on a, on, a, on a temple dive you know, in some ruin somewhere and found some ancient Aboleth knowledge that, you know, or a crystal that tapped into your potential and you started getting these other abilities and things like that. You can totally fold that in and, and maybe even if you don't have psionics in your world like you're saying this can open the door to potentially terrible things but also cool things for your character 
Ah, you got to open the door for some potentially terrible things. I mean, we're DMs <laughs> after all. We have to suggest that. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> it's lurking in your mind. Okay. Well, I feel like we're pretty close. Is there any other things that we want to talk about tossing out for making or bringing psionics into a different edition? Well, I know that they're doing, they've already released, they just released, I think today, a DMs Guild version of their Mystic. And their builds are very, very different than the previous editions. So I don't think what you're creating here is necessarily mutually exclusive with what they're creating there. Like that class has, I think they're, I think they're trying to put a lot of things into this one class instead of mm. having it be a bunch of different things. Like you don't have one divine class and then have a paladin that's kind of like a cleric, but a different archetype. You know what I mean? So I wish they'd divvy it up, but they don't. So if you want some of these other things, they're pretty easy to fold into existing classes. The wilder is very, very similar to a sorcerer, you know, a wild mage sorcerer. The ardent, if I remember correctly, the ardent was kind of like a warlordy kind of a character. So you yeah. could kind of have a battlemaster theme where their mechanics, you know, their their maneuvers are actually psychically described. You know, it's just again changing that flavor of how and why something occurs. And depending on your DM, you might be able to change certain things, like instead of having their their difficulty class for their saves for those maneuvers be based on strength, maybe you could have it based on, you know, wisdom or intelligence or whatever you want and have that be an interesting different kind of flavor for you. Definitely. Yeah, and I think you know, we've, we've both hinted at it a lot. I would say if you're going to do this, and this could probably be applicable, applicable to anything of this nature but figure out the flavor first and the mechanics second yeah you're gonna just get you're just gonna get in the weeds if you don't like you just you need to know in your heart of hearts what right. is a lurk <laughs> and yep. what is a divine mind to you as the person running the game and the right. world that you've created or the, the world you're messing with um, yep and then go from there so that everything looks back to that flavor for guidance. Yes, I agree. Done. Sir, I think we've done it once again. Now the question is, <laughs> where can people go on the internet and find you here in Earth Prime? I mean, what? <laughs> hey, wait, that's my that's my podcast. Uh, I am the co-host. I am the co-host of a podcast called Whelmed, the Young Justice Files, of which Neil is our producer in season two. Thank you, Neil, for all the hard work you do. You can find me on Twitter at Umbral Walker, U-M-B-R-A-L-W-A-L-K-E-R. You can find me on our Whelmed Twitter account as well, at The YJ Files. Uh, you can find me also on Facebook. Largely, a lot of my work right now is uh, behind-the-scenes stuff for D&D 5th Edition. And uh, other than that, my a lot of my focus has been on the podcast recently, where we do talk about uh, how to interpret things that you love, like storylines and story arcs from shows and movies and things that you love, and uh, using them for gaming and storytelling and creative endeavors of all kinds. Definitely go check it out, because like you said, I'm involved, so you should do it. It's great. <laughs> and for everything else that ties back to this podcast, or rather this part of this podcast, ooh, getting in the weeds now. Um, and I've said that like three times because when I say something and I like it, I say it a lot. So if you wanted to email us, uh, you could do so at dmnastics at gmail.com 
Or if you wanted to follow us on Twitter, it's at DMnastics, where you can check out our daily DMnastics to keep your mind fit every day of the week. And if you wanted to follow me, it's at Jotmaniac, where I post about stuff that I can't really talk about, so I don't know if that entertains you or not. But for everything else on the network, it is BlockPartyPodcastNetwork.com. But above all of that, I want to implore you, the listener, to head over to our forums so that you can take part in these challenges and exercises and all of the other amazing conversations that are being had. And to do that, you head over to the dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting, I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. <laughs>